for pennies. Crypto for pennies. Crypto for pennies. Crypto for pennies. You are now tuned in to Crypto for Planners. All financial advisors are welcome to Crypto for Planners. Crypto for Planners. Welcome back to the Crypto for Planners podcast, the most interesting CFP in the financial planning profession. We are here doing our year in review with Steve as we sort of take a look back at what has been just a, a crazy, awesome, chaotic, and just a lot of fun year in 2021. It has been. To consider that all of this happened in just one year is is really pretty crazy. So I'm excited to run back through it. And really, this was a good exercise trying to sort out exactly all the things we saw this year because, man, it was a blur. You want to know the scary thing? It wasn't even a year. It was more like six months. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so true. Makes you wonder what, you know, when 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 we're this deep into crypto for a whole year, what's that going to feel like? Uh, I I am sure we will lose all of our hair, all of our sanity, and enjoy every minute of it. Yeah, absolutely. That sanity is already on the edge there, so that's, that's, that's not surprising. Well, number five, we're going to kick off with the indexes, ETFs, funds, oh my. We, 2021, we saw the introduction of a lot of different investment options for crypto assets. Yeah, we did. So everybody's been anxiously awaiting the introduction of kind of mainstream vehicles. So we certainly had them in the uh, accredited and high net worth space for, you know, back in 2020 and even and even before. So, you know, the uh, the the Bitwise and the Grayscale and those type of products aren't anything new, but we've been really waiting for an ETF. And although we didn't get the spot ETF, which is basically investing directly in Bitcoin, we did get the futures ETF this year and a couple of them. So that was that was pretty significant. Yeah. And we saw that the futures ETF set a record for uh, fund flows and, the, you know, just reaching billion dollars. in you know, what was it like two days or three days? It was um, it was a sign of the appetite for, you know, the, these kinds of, um, you know, ETF products for, for crypto. Yeah, there's certainly pent up demand for exposure to the asset class. So there's a lot of advisors who want to say, hey, I want to throw 1%, 5%, whatever the number is into digital assets, into my client's portfolios. And so in this space, what I really look for is, um, you know, can, can you just buy it at Schwab and throw in any client's account regardless right. of their net worth? And, right. and we finally got that first product. Yeah, we know advisors are pretty uh, lazy sometimes, or <laughs> let's just call us very efficient, you, and, um, you know, seeking out those efficiencies where these investments are on platform um, should and continue to lead to, you know, more and more adoption um, as it finds its way into portfolios. Yeah, well, we're actually getting better at branding finally as a business. So <laughs> they had it as an industry. So now instead of lazy, we just call them uh, lifestyle practices. Yes. <laughs> and it, yes. it's perfect. It means we have other hobbies. <laughs> so number four, um, we have vendors entering the chat. So for the first time, um, we saw the introduction of some some really impressive, really awesome um, tech companies that were seeking to um, integrate directly with RA firms and how they go about offering you know crypto assets to their clients. Exactly. So at our firm, Justin, we use uh, BitIRA, formerly Blockchain, as kind of the heart of our portfolio management system. And we've had a very successful year with them moving clients' assets over. Uh, but what's fun is in the DAO to see the other vendors that are in there joining the conversation. Yeah, we, we had um, a real active and, and healthy uh, interaction with Kubera. Um, and again, the, the need for 
data aggregation from all these different crypto sources is just, it's so vital for us to be able to do our job, um, to be able to, to connect, um, you know, all these different pieces that are even more scattered than they ever were before. Yeah, and I love seeing uh, IDX, digital assets in there mm -hmm. with Ben yep. and Drew. They're very active and bring a lot of technical skill to the DAO. So that's been really great. Yeah, it's again, we're, we're just scratching the surface. So this really only happened in the last, you know, three or four months with this explosion of, um, you know, different specializations, different expertise, all attacking um, this problem for the financial planning community. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, vendors who are listening, keep coming into the DAO. It's it, it's fantastic. Just a just a good perspective. Fun to know what people are uh, are working on. Uh, you know, I know we're missing out a lot of vendors that are that are sure. active out there. So, sorry to forget about you. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll run through them at a, in a different podcast. But it's it's been awesome to see, and we've got some good ones. So, number three, we're gonna tackle Gemini um, agreeing to work with RAA firms, and just how massive a, a deal that was for for this industry. Yeah, I mean, they may have technically had RAs on board in, uh, you know, 2020, but they really didn't open it up or have yeah. a functional product for that matter until 2021. So, you know, Gemini here is a stand in for the custodial industry at large as they are one of the they are really the first one to embrace. Hey, how do we build out this digital platform for RIAs? You know, Fidelity had their program for a while, but again, that was only for high net worth investors. Did I steal? Did I steal your line? That's exactly <laughs> what I was getting ready to say. Was you know, Jim and I did the this the unthinkable in that they opened this up to you know non high net worth non accredited investors, and and that really was. Um, you know, just a huge thing. So yeah, thank, thank you for stealing. And now I don't know what else to say. <laughs> no, and that's part of the crypto thesis, right? That we talk about, and we're all here for, which is, you know, how do we bring these opportunities to all of our clients? How do we make, you know, these, these wealth creating and wealth building and generational wealth for everybody, not just a way for the high net worth to continue to have access to things that the rest of our clients don't. Um, and, and granted, you know, there, there's a world for that. Um, but I wish it were determined by, you know, a product determining their investment minimums, not the SEC setting arbitrary, you know, arbitrary limits. So for Fidelity, certainly understand why they would have to do that to a certain extent, makes it more practical to get moving. Sure. So not by any means knocking what they've built, but, you know, as, as diehard DAO fans and builders, we want everybody has access. And so it feels like Gemini has become really the leader to, to let RAs do that. Yeah. It, it's, it's living up to the promise of, of what, crypto really can do. And that is to, to reach anyone um, with financial services and opportunities. So yeah, no, we, we couldn't be more thrilled to have um, Gemini leading the charge, being the tip of the spear. Um, and hopefully it, it, you know, their, their success working with RAs and working with different vendors um, will only encourage others to join the space soon. Yeah, they've obviously got a ways to go because it's a brand new space and a brand new industry they're learning, but, but they're making progress and so far so good. So number two, and this is where we really get into some of the, the, the bigger, more monumental things. Um, number two, the CDAA, the Certified Digital Asset Advisor designation, becomes the first community-owned designation. Yeah, that was really, I was really excited when, when the DAO community decided to do that this year. Because, you know, when Adam created the CDAA, um, it was this idea that he had in his brain. <clears throat> and I remember having a conversation, hey, we're trying to think, you know, which way do we go here? We we want to build out this education thing for advisors, this education things for retail. We've got this certification, you know, I, we're mining Bitcoin for people. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, wait, back up, 
back up. What was that designation thing? <laughs> well, it's called, you know, I, it's called the CDAA and we went through it. And I just remember having the conversation and walking through that together. And this, this is the one, right? This is the one we need to get going. This is what mm-hmm. people need. And, and right there, we were plant, planting the seeds, not just for, hey, here's a designation where we'll charge a fee. Here's something that's going to end up going to the community. Yeah. And, and personally, I mean, the CDA um, was how I got introduced to, to everyone at the Dow. And, you know, that was my first step into this, this whole world of, you know, dealing with all you crazy people, um, <laughs> but, but also seeing firsthand just the, um, just how comprehensive it was compared to just a lot of other things that are out there in helping really understand that the broadness of where digital assets are going, you know, it wasn't just Bitcoin and Ethereum. It wasn't just, you know, focused on, you know, certain protocols. It was all of DeFi. It was the, you know, NFTs and just the, the bigger, broader picture of what digital assets can do. And having the, the vision and the foresight to turn that over to a community is, is really one, one of just the, the more amazing things that I, I hope we look back on and go, wow, that, this, this could have been a gigantic industry and business opportunity and all these other things. And in, instead it became a, a, just gifted to a community. Yeah. I think, it, I think that's what ensures its success. So a lot of times we, we see certifications hit kind of, you know, the, the tipping point and get mass acceptance and then the desire to innovate or take feedback or, or really embrace its community. Uh, let's just say they decline over time. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that the community owns this and the people who are going to decide what is required of a CDA are the people who are using it and working with clients and actually doing this stuff out in the real world. So as we start to get more opportunities for our clients, you know, we'll know the problems we're solving and bring that back back to the DAO and back to the education working group and say, hey, CDAs really need to know this. And that can get implemented right away. Right. Yeah. I, I, it is truly just one of the more exciting things to be a part of where we we have input and say in maintaining these standards and instead of watching it erode over time or watching it get you know, taken over by some sort of special interest or some sort of lobbying effort or, you know, just massive amount of funding. Um, it, it was truly a defining moment, I think, in where this space can really grow for advisors. And if there's things you don't like about the CDAA, right, then, then come in and fix it, come in and help us fix it. It's community owned. You know, I've never had somebody say, Hey, if you don't like the CFP, what you should do is move to Washington DC and you should start going to cocktail parties (laughs) and start networking your way up into the inner circle of financial planners who aren't practicing, but instead to sit on the CFP board. And then you should, you should vote to maybe change something. Did you misinterpret Washington DC for Washington state? Was that like <laughs> somehow I, crossed up for you? And I did. I went, went the wrong direction. Way. I went the wrong directions for that. Now I'm, now I'm here in the Northwest with my mustache. That's all I got going. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, that, that segues into the number one, um, most important thing that happened in 2021 for the financial planning community. And that is the planner DAO um, was initiated. So the, the thing, the community that we were alluding to that was in charge of the CDA designation is the planner DAO. Yeah. And that was something that was just really, really fun to start, you know, jumping down the rabbit hole of, you know, crypto, but also Ethereum and then, and then getting past the the coins and the tokens and the number go up into what's really being done here Mm -hmm. and looking at some of the DAO projects and, it just really seemed like a natural fit for for this community. And it's not about, you know, because a lot of times we talk about the things we want to change about the financial planning industry and the, the investment industry and 
and we do, but we're, but we're not about tearing those down. We're about building a better alternative next to it. We're about building other options and opportunities and, and dragging this industry forward behind us instead of, instead of waiting for something to happen. So uh, that's, what's been most exciting to me about the Dow is just the way we can reimagine everything. Yeah. And, and just the planner Dow really got started in June. And so if, if you're kind of looking back at the timeline, I mean, th- this was really one of the first web three ideas and, and culminations before even, you know, web three stuff really started to take off, you know, towards the end of the year. And so, um, I, I just was, was, I remember thinking about it and then hearing about it and going that this is just so such a powerful community to be a part of. And, and, you know, most financial planners and advisors were typically kind of siloed off, you know, I, I independent, you know, RA my whole life, you know, on an Island. And all of a sudden now I can be connected to a community of people who don't think I'm crazy <laughs> for thinking about, you know, digital assets as viable options and, you know, and financial plans. Um, the, the entire, the entire scope, it was, it was just really, really well done. And again, the foresight to include everybody from the very beginning and not just have this gradual shift from, you know, very centralized leadership to decentralized. I mean, from the first day it, it's been community led. Yeah. And it, you know, and as a, as a Gen Xer in particular, you know, we read business books and, and what we've learned to do is you think really hard about this awesome product and then you build it and then you launch it and you hope yeah. something good happens. And you know what, what people of younger generations and, and, and people, you know, smarter than I have been doing for, you know, a decade now is that's not how it works. You yeah. know, you get it out there, you get a, you get an MVP out there and you build it with your community. And so I'm happy that this is one of the few times I was uh, smart enough to do that because we had a nice group of founders and it was like, okay, we have a lot of people interest. Let's all just, let's just start moving. Let's just roll out some minimums here and see what happens. And people joined in and made, made every piece of it better. And as we got another key piece and another working group and another member, just everything kept getting better. And that's yeah. what I see continuing to happen moving forward. Yeah. The, the Dow has steadily grown to more than 560 members, which, um, you know, I remember in the early days going, you know, Steve, like we're, we're definitely weird and different. I don't know if there's enough people <laughs> like us to really make this work. I mean, I just, I just didn't understand the, the, the demand and the desire that advisors had to be connected to a place that, um, let their voices be heard, let them, you know, have input and let them, you know, really participate in the creation of this. Yeah. As a, I, I was a little surprised too. Um, but what, what I use, I was a little surprised by, how much I wanted to change things because I'm somebody who's been disconnected from the industry. Uh, and then I realized, okay, if I'm doing all this, I'm somebody who's willing to come out of the woodwork to change things. And, and if I am, there's, there's gotta be a lot of people. I think that's what we're seeing is people who have felt disconnected, but they haven't given up. This is still their yeah. profession. They know the impact it can have. They know the leverage you can get when you get something right. Mm-hmm. Not because you don't just help one person, right? You get a business right, you help a couple hundred. You get a product right, you help a couple thousand. You get an industry right, you know, you can help a couple billion. And so we have the opportunity to do those things. And I think that's what's most exciting to me. Yeah, the the, the Planner DAO is, is truly going to be the place to come um, understand digital assets, understand how they can change this entire industry, how it can change your own business and how you can change people's lives. And that's honestly why, um, you know, people are here is because we all want to help others and improve their lives and see how 
this revolutionary thing can, can be impactful to them. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I think we'd be remiss if we didn't thank the, the non-planners that are showing up too, because we do need those perspectives. Absolutely. We do need those skills that we don't necessarily have. Um, and it's been very valuable. And, and as we, we developed a CDA and some alternative paths to it, you know, we hope to just find more and more ways to include everybody. So Justin, I think what I would end with uh, is just a thank you to everybody that that showed up to contribute and even even, even that's that's showing up to pay attention because yeah. it matters. It matters to have eyeballs. It matters to get feedback on what everybody's producing. It matters to know what's important to this community. So I just, you know, I, I can't I just can't say how much I appreciate all the advisors and and those vendors who have shown up and and gave us feedback on what's going on here. Yeah, it's it's really been just a whirlwind of six months. Um, this podcast has grown to 400 listeners. We're in 10 countries. Um, and again, the, just another sign of how um, grateful and thankful we are for people's um, you know time and attention. There's you know 10 million other podcasts that you can listen to. Um, so we are just truly thankful for your patronage and your feedback. And then hopefully we continue to um, be able to feature you and um, really show people what a decentralized podcast looks like. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that is the 2021 year in review for the Crypto for Planners podcast, the most interesting CFP in the world. Stay crypto, my friends.